It's time for the Way Black History Fact. And today's Way Black History Fact is sponsored by Underground Beach Club from the streets to the beach. For the latest in beachwear, visit undergroundbeachclub.com. Today we're talking about how U.S.-backed banks robbed ex-slaves of $66 million. Uh, that is over a billion dollars in today's money. Um, and of course, this happened because this was in the 1800s and these were ex-slaves. <laughs> I'll read a bit from Black Enterprise. All right. Booker T. Washington, the founder of the Tuskegee Institute and the son of slaves, once wrote, by habits of thrift and economy, we are coming up. The American dream is deeply rooted in the belief that thrifting and saving are the necessary means to an end that is comp comprised of prosperity and, and abundance. This belief, coupled with the banking needs of formerly enslaved black soldiers, spurred the incorporation of the Freedmen's Savings and Trust Company in 1865. Quote, this bank is just what the freedmen need, proclaimed Abraham Lincoln on March 3rd, 1865, as he signed the Freedmen's Bank Act and authorized the organization of a national bank for ex-slaves. Due in part to aggressive recruiting tactics, the number of ex-slave depositors grew rapidly from 1865 to 1870. Thirty-four branches were established in cities across the nation, including Atlanta, Charleston, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. Quote, go in any forenoon and the offices found full of Negroes, depositing little sums of money, drawing little sums, or remitting to a distant part of the country where they have relatives to support or debts to discharge, reported a Charleston journalist in 1867. And yet, thrifting and saving did not yield desired results. The dream of prosperity and abundance slowly spiraled into a nightmare of fraud, mismanagement, and discriminatory lending. In 1871, Congress authorized banks to provide business loans and mortgages. Paradoxically, such mortgages and loans were usually administered to whites at the expense of black depositors. Risky investments and lending patterns coupled with cronyism and corruption at the highest level of upper management slowly undermined the stability of the bank. According to Black Post, by 1874, massive fraud among upper management and among the board of director had taking its toll on the bank. Moreover, economic instability brought upon by the panic of 1873 coupled with the bank's rapid expansion proved disastrous. The Freedmen's Bank was officially closed on June 29, 1874. At the point of closing, 61,144 black depositors were robbed of the modern equivalent of $66 million. Again, that's over a billion dollars in today's money. The failure of the bank left many black depositors and borrowers distrustful of the white banking community, especially since the Freedmen's Bank was established and managed by white men. In subsequent years, the white banking community has imposed higher interest rates on black borrowers or simply rejected their applications for mortgages and small business loans, although black depositors should be far less concerned about being overtly robbed of their money today. Research indicates that blacks continue to be treated far worse than whites when seeking loans or mortgages, even when all other variables such as credit history or academic and professional credentials are the same. Quote, if you are white and set out to get financing for an entrepreneurial venture, it might be a tough journey. This according to Glenn Christensen, professor of marketing at Brigham Young University. Goes on to say, but generally speaking, you would experience fewer obstacles and find more help along the way if you came from an African-American or Hispanic background. And so there's just another, yet another reason why black people need reparations and why we are at an economic disadvantage. 